there's a lot of uh, the founders would be stunned going on right now. I guess it's part of the this is not who we are mantra. A short canter through Montesquieu, their acknowledged superhero. I can't imagine why anyone would be stunned. This uh, obsession seems to be a disease of the intelligent. Maureen Dowd is a brilliant mind. Jaded may be, but that is a price of brilliance. Her assertion that the Taliban would never adopt Jeffersonian democracy was a bit dim. The, ta the Taliban is exactly Jeffersonian democracy, just in different headgear. So perhaps she projects something onto them that is not there. Had we allowed her into the conversation at the time, they might have foreseen. Or, those of us convinced the world should be run or controlled by the best of us, assuming that there is a best, and it is us, have to admit that the founders made a huge mistake, or several, that an election is where the unqualified, the inexperienced, choose from the capable and qualified, that democracy was ever a process where the ruled are just allowed to choose their rulers and all would then be well, was always a deeply flawed proposition. If that is what you imagine democracy is, read no further and don't feel bad as I am now pretty convinced that you are actually most of us and the progressive movement is mostly a realization that it just doesn't sound that good. We know better just doesn't sound that good. That is how we operate and it should carry some accountability, but it doesn't, does it? I am stunned, whatever the fathers felt or feel. I read the other day, we are not a theocracy, meaning that if it was said, it is so. One should probably intuit, not a forte of modern education, but if you say, endowed by their creator to a religious person, they know what you're saying. If you are just generally flaccid in the faith, higher power, department, etc., you might be blind to the theocracy of the Supreme Court at this moment, because some time ago, men who did not know had read their Enlightenment supremacists well and thought it wise to move away from populist vulgar religion, but still have a pastor speak at the opening of every government ceremony. And even Dowd's and the mighty Chris Hitchens' adulation of this or that founder borders on some taste for the supernatural. I confess myself a huge fan of the writing and the general swagger of both these stars, but I get the feeling they have the same feeling about Jefferson with much less cause. His staggering hypocrisy maybe eludes us. His characteristic slavery was a question of justice versus self-interest. Guess which side the scales came down in that Vari variation is maybe precisely the American creed in a phrase, and so nobody should be stunned by what's happening today. Justice loses. Then the flaccid left immediately shoots itself in the foot by insisting that somehow this abuse in the Supreme Court is because of bad people messing with a perfect system. Not that it is systemic, that the system is at least not what it pretends to be, that the ruling elites are run, running a constant campaign of deception on their charges guilt-free because they need parables, simple stories they can understand. 
So we need to get through a whole layer of people still defending a system founded on self-interest instead of having the stones to start again. Power corrupts, yes, especially when it is so clearly constitutionally concentrated in the hands of the few who we are indoctrinated to believe don't operate with self-interest. You know the litany, the Supreme Court, an unelected body appointed by two presidents who did not win the popular vote, confirmed by a Senate not elected by a majority, is put down to bad people lying during their confirmation. That's it. Then indeed you have no separation of church and state. Americanism has become religion. It's all in place, ancient, unquestionable texts written by a crew whose lives and values were baked in a mythology created by another bunch of Enlightenment patriarchs. True, there are no virgin births, no raising from the dead, but near enough. Systems created in the shade of self-interest will generally go rotten sooner or later unless you believe the self-interested to be deserving or self-interest to be in the best interest of the many, capitalism. And I think that is the American belief, along with a healthy dose of the devil among us. So Mitch McConnell or Samuel Alito serve as Satan the left can wring their hands about. Tell me, where's the separation now? Church need not be church when it is so deeply in our bones. Once one is over the satanic explanation of why another person sees life differently from oneself, one can see more clearly how power concentrated is a bad idea. Not really because the holder of power is a bad person, but that he or she loses accountability and we who elect them lose it even more. If we are an of, for, and by the people system, why don't we ever blame ourselves when things go wrong? Crucial. The economies don't provide, trucks don't roll, traffic jams. I don't live in McConnell's world. I don't value what he does. I don't pray or think there is a benign but possibly vengeful dad upstairs. But I don't think Mitch is wrong to believe that. He needs to. And in his pursuit of happiness, he has a right to all that. Given him by his creator. That his constituency defines its freedom by how much of mine they can control creates a problem, and theirs is the devil-based system, so it's a compromise. Creative thinking could make this compromise America's greatest possibility, that we are not enemies of each other. I think that were the system godless, it might actually work, but it's not. People do not believe they have a divine right to own a firearm because they're stupid. It's right there in the Constitution, endowed inalienably. Unless we can look at the Constitution critically, imagine, right from the get-go, from we hold these truths, who was we? Who are we now? White men? Critical thinking needs to be everywhere or not at all. I'm stunned that an Alito exists. That he, Kavanaugh, Thomas, Gorsuch, and Comey Barrett, there you go, a majority, have been hoist above us all is not down to evil moving among us. Has a lot to do with the Ivy League. It is the system. And were it really a democratic system, they would not be sitting there on that bench. They do represent a large, large chunk of the elite. Their views. My only finding in this case, Your Honor, would be that an elitist system 
suits our universally elitist society to a T. So stunned is real self-deception, probably in the name of self-interest. Anyone imagining the Constitution is a how-to pamphlet of democracy has not read it or understood it, which is apt. Studying the Bible without challenging it is no study at all. We actually have this nine, studying the Constitution, but not. Deciding what our patriarchs meant and applying it to us, which even assuming it was writ in good faith, which I do not, I, I read a work of elite justifying elitism. Founding a slave state is just not admirable to me. Knowing they were uneasy about this and drowning the unease in language elites worldwide would nod at is a vestige, a splinter of a cross. The reluctance or actual aversion to looking at a system critically, to place the present above the past, ourselves above the patriarchs, to improve our collective lot, goes one mile deeper into psychological muck when it seems that without this Americanist reluctance we would lose ourselves. This is precisely religion. It is blatant with any nationalism, and a nationalism is a very modern invention going hand in paw with religion, growing from blood identity, I suppose, to the full-bore thing it is today, to exceptionalism that leaves beams in eyes all around. This is not a universal human need, people. It is a manufactured addiction, and we are working in that factory full-time, creating more pollution than a Western nation making money. One last thing, not really, but while I'm here, I wondered in a conversation last night why 9-12-2001, no one said, time out. I suggest all the heads of state, all the pontiffs and mullahs, all the mamas and papas who care, get into a symposium, a talking place in some agreed upon spot, put down the guns, get off the planes and talk this through. This war stops now. My brother said, when has that ever happened? Good point. Not recently. It happened quite a lot in the ancient world. Cyrus the Great was famous for these kinds of moves. Alexander even. Khalid al-Walid, the great warrior of Islam. Anyway, before wars were engaged in, the players would ask each other, do we even need this war? And sometimes the decision was no. Before it was constructed, war that is, to be about good and evil. A post-9-11 discussion could state clearly we all have grievances and if we don't address them, lots of people are going to die. <clears throat> but when your war is against evil, there is no discussion that is useful. One is always at that war. That is the premise of monotheism. And our very personal private sense of self is bound tight to this idea. It is blatant in Ukraine. The conclusion the West has drawn, and maybe Russia, I don't speak the language, my dinner companions last night do, and they laughed at the terrible translations we get of Russian speakers here. Intentionally bad. Lying bad. But the story is, as with the war on terror, on drugs, that these are crusades against evil which never dies nor sleeps, and therefore the only way to win is to exterminate the evildoers. This is the story we are fed every single day by our media, McConnell's world, and Biden's. To suggest that the Russians have a grievance or two is heresy and treason, un-American, apparently un-British. 
We are so invested in this notion of good and evil, work so strenuously to make ourselves the good guys, they the bad, that I think we are obviously not convinced. <coughs> Monotheism has never been very convincing, even to its devout. It is a system of the will, not of nature, and justifies itself relentlessly and masochistically in the schools of its representatives on earth. Celibacy is just the sprinkles on top of the cake of self-denial. Exactly, denial of the self. It puts such pressure on the self that the West has finally imagined itself to be the champion of the individual where exactly the opposite is true. We look at real individuality as through a glass darkly, a long way off and half forgotten. So when Putin or Obama want to go to war, they can simply challenge the young to step up. And they do, selflessly, selflessly to fight, kill, and die for something they never had nor will have. So, Cyrus or Alexander might put it out there, is this really worth killing and dying for? There was a yes or no possible. That is no longer possible, since the monotheist wars never end. Either the devil's horde is underfunded, sanctioned, or badly led, the orcs, or the more we kill, the better the side of God will do. As far as I can tell, casting another nation, another Christian nation, as the devil, the evil empire for a hundred years, really, especially when the nation lost some 24 million in, in World War II, defending themselves and in the process defeating our collective enemy, will rankle. That line has been crossed appallingly by the U.S. top brass in the last few weeks. Russia must be weakened. What a way to build a peace. I can now imagine the negotiations that led up to the invasion. Talk to the hand, Vladimir. And the media does not challenge them. What is a thinking person to think? When propaganda is on the docket, what can a thinking person conclude in the face of this kind of hitch-up? Put those shoes on and walk in them a minute. Do they feel the same? Can we use that excuse? Flip that switch? Not really, dears. Ukraine, Afghanistan, Eastern Europe are cheek by jowl. Vietnam and Iraq, not so much. I don't like or agree with Mitch McConnell, though he might be charming at dinner, but I don't deny his right to exist. I enjoy that he exists. The top brass do not want Russia to exist, are now justifying its non-existence. All I have heard in the outcry against war in Ukraine is rock-solid justification for endless war. After the 20th century, our community of leaders is proving the stupidest in history. And yes, as an of, for, and by, we must shoulder lots of blame. The U.S. and the West never wanted the suggestions that the Soviet Union made to the world to exist. Were it successful, we would be seen to not be. And that is our deepest concern, what we are seen to be.